Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Joe Jonas of the Jonas Brothers shares a story. He was on uh, talking to a radio station in Australia, and he revealed an embarrassing story about something that happened on stage once. I hope it was only once. He had an ill-timed bowel movement while Ooh. in concert. What? He was performing, apparently thought he could pass a little gas, but what came out was more than he bargained for. Make matters worse, he was wearing white pants. Oh, no. He immediately made his way backstage for new pants. Some poor bastard had to go with the old pants. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> he thinks he got away with it without anybody noticing, but some fans may have thought it was strange because he had just done a wardrobe change out of nowhere. Right. And I have thought about it. Like, I've looked at bands like uh, Kiss with all their gear on. Uh, yes. And I think, if you've got to go, what the hell do you do? That's a lot to get out of. Remember uh, when I was working with Jeff Burroughs from the Tea Party, and he's of course the drummer in the Tea Party, and I, I asked him about that type of thing, and he said he had never had an incident like that, but he certainly had thrown up. He had had stomach flu, yeah, and he had a bucket beside him and was basically barfing. As oh, he was playing. and again, yeah. the drum tech, that's their job. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I can only imagine, you know, you and I both struggle with the weak stomachs. And when you're traveling around the world in different time zones and different food, mm-hmm. got to get sick occasionally, you would think. Uh, well, I mean, just it's it's natural that at some point things just happen and act mm. up and you get sick. And, you, and, and it is a performance. Like, it, it is, that's your job at yeah. that point. And canceling. It yeah. puts a lot of people out, uh, not only the fans, but the crew and uh, organizers, people that rearrange everything. Mm-hmm. It's not that simple to do. Uh, you know, that is why many of them travel with their own catering and yeah. chefs. Now, when you get to that level, yeah. and we talked to Ted Reader last week, but he was cooking for the Indy, right? Yeah. And then while he cooks for a lot of the crew, the drivers tend to have just their mainstays, very boring mm-hmm. mainstays. Yeah, and, you know, look at these guys are on stage, you know, an hour, hour and a half, two hours, if you're Springsteen, six hours. But outside of that... So in a full day, chances are leading up to that evening's performance, you know you're feeling off. Right. So you you know you do things to alleviate that. Yes. And get yourself ready for the show. But but and it also depends on the performance too. Because okay, Joe Jonas is one of three brothers that yeah. are up there, and you might be able to disappear for a couple of minutes here or there. If you're front and center, Beyonce, Taylor Swift, that mm-hmm. kind of thing, where you are the show. Yeah. You know, you're on your own. Yeah, you got to be very careful. We all, this is a good life lesson. Uh, you all have to, and we all have to really give yourself a, a second when about to pass gas. Because we never really know. <laughs> There's always that moment of, uh oh. <laughs> oh, this one. Yeah. <laughs> this is healthy. <laughs> There's, there have been times where you're like, did I just, and then you look, and it's such relief when you're like, okay, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I thought I did, but I didn't. Yeah. So, anyhow. There's uh, there's a lot to be said about the life of a rock star, but th- that's one of the downsides, I guess. <laughs> Not all glory. Well, this sounds good. Hostess is selling a mashup of Twinkies and Ding Dongs.
when I was a kid, I loved Twinkies. Mm -hmm. I could survive on just a Twinkie <laughs> diet. And, of course, I had one a couple of years ago, and they never taste the same. Right. <clears throat> I, I'm kind of back on cereal on the weekends. Saturday morning, Sunday mornings, I have a bowl of cereal. And so I, I always love mini wheats, the uh, the brown sugar mini wheats. Okay. And it seems to me like the mini wheats are minier <laughs> and not nearly the uh, brown sugar I remember, but about four dollars more a box. Right. The one that hasn't changed is Frosted Flakes. Oh yeah. I, I find that exactly the same. Oh, that's good. Right. Get into a box of that. Uh, yeah. So they're mashing up Twinkies and Ding Dongs. And uh, it looks like the inside is like a Twinkie, and the outside is covered with ding-dong fudge. Okay. There's a talk of a hostess doing other mashups, including ho-hos and zingers and snowballs, honey buns, coffee cakes. I don't remember all of those. I mean, Twinkies for sure. Yeah, I try to avoid that pile of the yes. grocery store these days as much as possible. Joe Louis, I remember those. Yeah. The only one I never liked was the, uh, it was a wheel, a um, what the hell was it called? Oh, that Swiss wheel or whatever. Yeah, it may, no, no, that was like a log, right? Yeah. No, it was a, it was like a brown outer edge uh, shell, like the a wagon wheel. Wagon wheel, thank you. Yes, I never liked the wagon wheel so much. Hmm. You? Yeah, I was alright with all of them. Fine with all of them. Had a cream filling done. All right. Yeah. There was a uh, when I was growing up in Bramalee, there was a Sarah Lee. Yes. Uh, right down the street. There was what is Scarborough, right oh, on the Rouge on, yeah. on Kingston Road. So it was the warehouse, but they also had a, a store yeah. attached to it. And you'd drive by there and just smelled amazing. Pound cakes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd pound a cake. <laughs> we actually got a day without rain yesterday. That was nice. Right. It was a little change. I was driving uh, back from the uh, West End Saturday night, and it literally was just pouring the entire time from uh, from the moment we left uh, Brampton until we got back to uh, to Oshawa. And uh, enough of the rain already. Even the farmers would say enough of the rain. <laughs> we've, we've had enough. We're good. Things are green. Yeah, it's enough already. And, and this week, you're looking at it, the forecast. It's every day, like today, sunshine to start, sun and cloud, and chance of a shower rolling in. Mm -hmm. There's just that chance, though. Yeah, and I don't mind. Listen, a little afternoon shower, much like you being down in the tropics, if you've been down south into the Caribbean, you know, every afternoon you might get a, a downpour for an hour or something or a half an hour, and that that's all good. But we've been getting these rains that just go on for hours and hours and don't seem to end. So anyhow, uh, we uh, we got a break yesterday. It was out at uh, Riverside Golf Course. Mm. Played 18 there yesterday, and that was... Uh, with Pickering? Yeah. Uh, Ajax. Ajax. Yeah. Yeah, right there... Uh, Right amongst a bunch of uh, tiny little homes. <laughs> tiny little places. Anyhow, I bumped into your buddy Tim. Right, yeah. Tim knows you because Tim used to work at a, uh, wild, a Buffalo Wild Wings. That's right, yes. And as we know, that's the only place you dined at for the better for, part of a decade. I saw him quite a bit for a yeah. while there. Yeah. How are you dealing with that? I'm all right. You're okay? I'm all right. <laughs> My stomach, I don't think, needs another wing anytime soon. <laughs> I'll be okay. How are you doing with the uh, missing of the garlic parm? That one, uh, a little rougher. Yeah. But I'll uh, I'll survive. i got to find a replacement sauce. There are other garlic parmesan sauces mm. out there. But oh, those had a little kick to it. It was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
the right mix of uh, of garlic to parm. Some of them are a little too parmy. I uh, drove by the old building there on Totten, and uh, I saw you in the parking lot on Saturday. It looked like you were crying. Yeah, I, rumors are swirling in that area as to what uh, what might be replacing it. Mm. And uh, I'd heard uh, everything like from a Denny's to like a, a high end restaurant. So oh, right. Who knows now? Well, you were all giddy for a while there because the rumors of the farm boy coming out your way. Still is. They, yeah. Well, in fact, under construction now. Oh, supposedly they are building one? It's, it's already uh, started. It's right next to the Canadian Tire on uh, in Oshawa. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. It's going to be a farm boy now. Oh, God. Look out. Uh-huh. Oh, I, I know. We had some farm boy burgers on the weekend. I'm like, my goodness. <laughs> they were good. You guys make that trek out to Whippy quite a bit. I don't. Adrian does. Wow. I mean, it's closer to me, and I never go. It feels too right. far. Well, her mom lives out that, that, that way, right, so she's right. there a little more. But yeah, I just I I, I tell you, every time I walk into a farm boy, I walk out feeling bad that I'm white. <laughs> <laughs> it is the most privileged grocery store I've ever walked into. I guess it'd be like going into a Whole Foods, and I've never stepped into a Whole, Whole Foods. Foods. Oh, there's a new Longos going in Brooklyn too. That's yeah. going to be just kind of the upper echelon of uh, oh. of your. Of your groceries because groceries are already cheap enough. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's, it's it's and it's not it's not the place you're gonna pick up your your daily goods, right? You're not gonna go buy rice aroni. Oh, it sounds like you guys are there quite a bit. <laughs> not for that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, their prepared stuff is actually very good. And very expensive. Right. I remember when when it first opened, I was like, "Oh, this is kind of cool." And I went in and I thought, "Oh, this is a great way to get dinner for Marie." And I'll I'll, I'll grab some chicken parm and I'll grab a salad. Eighty five dollars later. <laughs> well, if you go to the hot table, yeah, you, it's it's a prepared meal. You're gonna pay what you pay. The burgers work out to like three bucks or something mm. like that. Which okay for a grocery store hamburger. If it was frozen, you'd be thinking, okay, it's ridiculously expensive. Three bucks a piece. Yeah. Yeah, but if I go to McDonald's, it's seven fifty. What What the hell's the difference? Well, right? you're getting a bun, all the toppings, right. fries. By the time you put it together, it's about the same price as McDonald's, but much better. I don't know. I walk in, I, I pull into that parking lot, and it's like I just arrived at a BMW dealer. <laughs> <laughs> I like to be amongst my people. Sure. <laughs> you stick to Metro. I, I will, and I love it. <laughs> Well, this might be something you're uh, interested in or uh, turned on by or something you're definitely turned off by. But the summer trend for the ladies is probably flaunting their unwaxed bikini line. Oh, okay. Going trend, yeah. Really? Going full Sasquatch. <laughs> It is said not shaving your bikini line is the trendy thing for the women to do this year. Really? Yeah. Why? Who said that? I don't know. Somebody said it. I mean, listen, I, from the manscaping side of things, yes, it's annoying. Mm. Uh, can be, I don't know, but painful. I guess if you make a slip up, yes. Ooh, if a little nick. Listen, I tell you, the first time I ever hopped into the tub to groom up, <laughs> I was in such panic and I got a hold of my junk and I'm pulling on it like a rope as you're attaching a boat to a dock <laughs> I mean it's a very small boat the short dock it's a <laughs> I, 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 my fist was clamped it's scary down there 
Uh, and, you know, again, we, we fellas, we complain. I mean, we complain when we have to shave our face. Right. So, I mean, it, everything is too much for us. Women, they're shaving everything. We walk around like hairy beasts. Mm. They're shaving their pits, their legs. Yeah. They're everywhere. Right. Yeah. From the, and, and some dudes are walking around. You, it looks like the little baby chimps in diapers at the, <laughs> at the zoo. <laughs> yeah. So women are saying waxing is expensive and painful and razor burn isn't much fun either. So the attitude behind it is enough is enough. Having some hair down there shouldn't be seen as a radical act anymore. It should be normalized. Yeah, I don't know about that, to be honest. I, 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 yeah, hair down there, and some hair, I guess, if, if, if that's your thing, cool. But if you're going to show it, that's a, a nether region mm. is generally not one to be shown. For most dudes, it, it's you're wearing shorts. You're not seeing the uh, the short and curlies. Speaking of shorts and swimsuits, Speedos, lucky, are trendy again. Sales are up 54% and 200% in Europe and the Middle East. That is a problem. The Speedo is very much a European look. Yes. I can say I've never worn one. No. I, I, no. Don't, know. I don't know. If you, if, even if you said to me, I'll give you $1,000 to wear one around your pool, and like I have people over, I, I don't. Oh, really? I, I don't think I can You're, do it. You throw one on as a joke? I don't, th- I don't think so. A thousand bucks? thousand. It's such well, Okay. I'm going to buy one. No, no. I want I you to wear one. See this. And then I rock your block. <laughs> if they have a pool, I'll give you $1,000 if you'll do the show in your speedo. That money has to be upfront, crisp, <laughs> and <gonna> verified <laughs> legal tender. There's going to be something up front. <laughs> and there won't be grooming. I agree with you that. Yeah, I like to, I like things to be cleaned up on both myself and others, but it is a little unfair. And and honestly, if a woman decided to let things go, us fellas would still shop. We still right. shop there. I mean, to me, it's just it doesn't have to be shown out there, right? Well, not that long ago. I, although you see like photos of people from the seventies and certainly the early eighties when they weren't grooming. And nearly as much. Right. And I don't remember girls walking around no. with, you know, hair halfway down their leg. Yeah. I mean, it, I, don't, I don't remember seeing that, but I, it's been a long time. Yeah. Maybe it did. Since that was a thing. I just, now it just looks like you're, when you're putting the burlap over the hedges. <laughs> it is that time of the day. The time to grill with the godfather of the grill, Ted Rainer for Alinda's Meats. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Teddy, how are you? I'm doing all right. You Re- recovered from the uh, the Honda Indy? Yes, we have recovered. It was uh, it was a great uh, weekend of catering for four race car teams, and we had a lot of fun, lots of work, that's for sure, and uh, lots of logistics to deal with. But yeah, it was great. It was awesome. We uh, pretty happy for uh, driver Christian Lingard. We were feeding him, so I'd like to like to think some of the food that we uh, we fed the team and the driver uh, helped make that win happen. Well, I mean, listen, anytime I've eaten your food, Ted, I've had to run very fast afterwards, too, so <laughs> <laughs> maybe you did. Oh, boy, I can't wait till you come to the restaurant there. Yeah. yeah. There is you think you're getting gravy on your poutine. It's going to be X-Lax gravy. Yeah. Why does it taste different? Oh, you'll know soon enough. Wait till the next rock your block. You will pay the price. That's right. Yeah. Um, oh, you're going to pay the price. There's going to be something so hot there that you won't be able to speak for an hour. 
Now, Ted, a uh, question for you that actually uh, I was thinking about you over the weekend when I was doing some grilling. Uh, prepping your Pervert. grill. Pardon? <laughs> Pervert. Yeah, well, I often think of you in that way. I see you only with your tongs, and that's it. Um, a tong and a thong. That's it. That's the name of your novel. Um, there you go. Prepping a grill, Ted. Uh, so when I go out and uh, and fire up my grill, once it's uh, I do the scraping with my wooden uh, brush because of course we shouldn't use the metal uh, tongs or the metal uh, brush anymore. So I do that. I clean it all up as much as I can, and then I usually once it gets hot, I'll spray it with some like avocado oil or 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 something, some kind of spray. But I, I hear some people like to rub onion on it to prep it. I hear other people just like to use olive oil. Some people say you don't have to put any any coating on your grill, you do at the beginning of the season, but you don't have to do it all the time. Uh, should we be uh, coating our uh, our grill every time before we cook? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what Ted Reader does, and uh, I keep things very, very simple. I don't like complication. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> so, if you're going to first, your grill should always be clean before you fire it up. Oh, okay. All right. So when you finish your last cook. While the grill is still hot, you should be taking your grill brush or your grill stick or whatever you're using to clean down your grill, and you should clean down your grill so that it's that it's clean and ready for your next cook. Once it's cooled, you can take out, if you're using a gas grill and catch any of the, the, the grease tray on the bottom, you should clean that out. That should be done regularly. Wow. Um, and then after you've, you've done that, um, seasoning your grill or hitting it with a little non-stick spray is what I do. Mm -hmm. So when I finish the clean, I wipe it down with a cloth, and then I hit it with a non-stick spray, close the lid, and it's ready for the next time I cook. If you forget to hit it with the spray, um, before you fire it up, open your lid, spray down your grill grates, wipe it in, and then fire up, and it'll help keep foods from sticking. Um, you should never uh, spray a grill when it's going. Oh, because that turns that non, that aerosol can yeah. turns into a flamethrower. Right. So you have to be very, very careful. And also, if you're wiping down with uh, putting, like you use avocado oil, that's great. I think it's a little it's a little expensive and a bit of a waste of money to put that on your grill when okay. you should put that on your salad. Um, and so that's that's really what you do. A clean grill is a healthier grill. A clean grill is a hotter grill. Um, and that's and that's all you got to do. Nothing more. And then remember, when you're cooking, um, if the food is is stuck to the grill, just leave it alone for a few minutes more. And once it's cooked, it will easily release itself from the grill. So Ted, when you say like cleaning out the the undercarriage there, the the drip pan and the, and the tray underneath. Uh, regularly, uh, I hope regularly for you means every three to five years, maybe a decade, because I think for most of us, that's probably the case. Like that drip pan that, that collects it, I kind of do that once a season. Well, you should do it probably, depending on how much you're cooking, but I would say every five to ten times that you're grilling, you wow. should be cleaning it out. Right. Because... The, the grease that collects, and, and it depends on the type of grill, especially on gas grills, um, depends on the amount of grease that builds up. But eventually, that grease is going to get so hot that it's going to ignite. And then you have a grease fire going on. And a right. grease fire, you know you have a grease fire when, one, there's lots of flame. There's lots of black smoke. Yes. The flame is orange. 
and it's billowing out of your grill, and right. that then that's a problem. And when I'm you have that, that's how I it's, uh, <laughs> right. So when when you have a grease fire like that, the first thing you do is you you shut your your gas lines off, mm-hmm. you shut the tank off. Um, <laughs> if the lid is is open. Um, leave it open for a few minutes until you can get your food off of the grill mm. and then carefully close the lid and try and snuff out that fire. Um, that's the easiest way to do it. Once they, you've got a grease fire going, you've got a bit of a problem. Some people will try and dump water. Well, water and hot oil and grease, they don't mix. So mm. now you're making a bigger problem for yourself. Other people take baking soda and they sprinkle it over the flame to try and snuff it out. But then you've got a huge mess to clean up. Right. So it's a lot easier to just, you know, every month if you want or every couple of weeks, um, clean out that drip tray, clean out all your grills, the firebox underneath all around, and remove that excess carbon buildup and excess grease. I am. And, and you'll have safer, cleaner grilling. I do uh, everything that Ted suggests. I do the opposite. <laughs> I, I fire up my grill and get it hot. Then I clean it. Yeah. Then I, when I'm done cooking, I crank it all onto high to burn off all the crap. Yes. I remember years ago when I, one of the first times I ever started grilling in, you know, our first home, I get this gas barbecue. I've never really barbecued, and we were having a, a bit of a backyard party, and I had a dozen or, or more uh, store-bought little thin burgers, and in my mind, just crank everything up to high and throw them on. I had a fireball <laughs> inside of that box. I think we ended up ordering pizza. Every, every burger got burnt. It was not good. Yeah, that's it. You know, it's it, it, be safe, be smart, and and keep it clean, and that's it. Like I said before, uh, a clean grill is a hotter grill, and a clean grill is a healthier grill. And and just have fun, man. But you got to clean your equipment. Yeah. All kinds of equipment needs to be cleaned. Right. It's very true. <laughs> right? Very true, Ted. And none of us clean anything properly, except for you, Mr. Reader. If people have questions for grilling, cleaning your grill, or anything around the barbecue, how do they get a hold of you, Teddy? You're going to find me in the social media world, at Ted Grills. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.